In this first bonus track of people interacting with people, I have decided to share a small snippet of a conversation I had with a young man named Damien. Damien and I met uh, in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, at the Army base there. He is a security guard at the Visitor Center. I was trying to connect with another friend for the podcast. We missed each other, uh, but Damien, in learning of the project, volunteered to be involved, and we had a great conversation. Uh, As part of that conversation, we talked about the use of the N-word. Damien is a fair-skinned member of the Black community, and so his use of that word, especially in places like Kentucky, uh, can cause a few problems for him. I also wanted to share this snippet because uh, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day in the United States, and I share a story with Damien about my friend Madeleine Sherwood, who worked closely with Martin Luther King Jr. during the Civil Rights Movement. So I hope you enjoy this first snippet from my conversation with Damien. Stay tuned. More will be shared in episode four. Like I said, the hardest part for me down here was just the racism, the, 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 the way to talk to people. Like I said, I was so used to saying nigga. Right. But not in a derogatory way. You know, I was so used to, you know, hey, what's up, my nigga? How you doing, my nigga? Yeah. Shut up, my nigga, you know. Yeah. I was used to doing, you know, I was used to saying stuff like that. And, and you people, stopped yeah, saying that And now. I stopped saying it now because I'm in an area where people are not used to saying it, you know. Right. I'm in an area where if I say it, people look at me like, oh, why you say it? But I still say it because that's just when I, who and I is am. It, is it white people or black people or both? That... It's both. Okay. It's, it's both. And it shocked me when... when and if you're if you have the fair skin as well, and they don't they don't associate you right away with the yep, black community, they, they could be hearing that yep, as offensive. Exactly. Yes? Yep. I I remember one time uh, I was talking to him. my neighbor's African American, okay. and um I was talking to him about something, and I'm like, yeah, my nigga, you know, um I went to go to the store to get this and all that type of stuff, and then one, my, you know my, one of my niggas also went to the house too, and he like he's like, hey man, he's like, hold on. You're saying the N-word too much now. You're not black. And I looked at him, I'm like... Yes, I am. What? Like, what do you mean I'm not black? He's like, only black people say nigga. And that's what really bored me, man. It really pissed me off because I'm like... I, I got angry I'm like, hey, man. I'm like, listen, Jay. I'm like, I don't know where you come from, man, but where I come from, I grew up very diverse. Nigga in our society, where we come from, doesn't mean nothing bad at all. I'm not saying nigger. I'm not saying none of that type of stuff. I'm not saying the hard word, nothing like that, man. At the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just a, a form of speech of of, of 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 interpretation of okay you know what's up my friend how you doing or what's right. up buddy how you doing you but know, it's only mean? a word that can be used within the black exactly community. exactly and but well you're all right with that but growing up in a black community man like i just grew up saying that word it, it, it was okay for for people to know that okay he's saying nugger you know in a way that it wasn't going to be nothing negative to me you know right i've met people that's not from New York City, that's not from LA, that's not from Detroit, that's not from Houston, that's not from Dallas, that's from the countryside. That would never say nigga in their life and say it out of nowhere. That would get me mad. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay, you see me saying it because I'm, you know, I'm that's just me. I'm used to saying it, you know, I'm, I, I grew up saying it. But you're from Iowa, never say nigga in your life. You don't like African American at all, but you want to say nigga, you know? Right. And that would piss me off. Cause I'm like, listen, man, like, I know you're trying to fit in, but you can't just do, you can't just say things like that, man. You just can't do it. 
No, I have a, my dear friend, she died a few years back. I okay. met her when she was 88. Uh, she's a, she was a Canadian actress. She um, starred in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, uh, which is a Tennessee Williams play. Mm-hmm. She was on Broadway. She was in the movies with Paul Newman and uh, Elizabeth okay. Taylor. I think she was Sister May uh, as the character, I think. Um and she, she was in The Flying Nun uh, with Sally Field. She okay. did a few pretty big That's things. That's cool. Yeah. But she was also, uh, a lot of people don't know this about her, uh, married to a black man. And this was in the 1950s and 60s. Uh, so when things like that were still incredibly taboo. Mm-hmm. And uh, she worked with Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, personally uh, during the civil rights movement. And she told me a few of these stories. And one of the stories she told me was how she was on stage rehearsing with Tennessee Williams and the cast. And he kept using the N-word. And he never used it in his life, right? And, well, it, it was the fact that he was using it in, in a rather derogatory way. Okay, yeah. Uh, and as a white man, any, yep. any white person saying that is going to be considered derogatory. Yep, yep, Am I yep. right in assuming that or saying that? No, you're just So uh, she actually stopped in the middle of the rehearsal and requested that they stop using that word. Uh, And she got them to stop using that word. That's beautiful. (laughs) That's beautiful. Because it it was personal for her too, right? And this is something I've said recently as well. Like, it's unfortunate that it took me as long as it did to become aware of my white privilege uh, because I'm almost 50 now. And it's taken me in these last five or six years. And I was homeless and nomadic and living on $22 a day on average for six years. So I wasn't privileged in the sense that I had a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. I was privileged in the sense that I was provided opportunities that if my skin color was a different one than it is. It would be different. I would not have had. I was able to sit in diners for two nights straight I was, by the end of it, given a free brownie and a coffee. You see, if you And was... somebody sat down next to me one day, who's now a good friend of mine, and said to me, do you think you'd be having the same experience if you were black? And that changed your life. And I suddenly, it, it, yeah, it gave me something to think about for the next four or five years as I walked through this world as a homeless nomadic artist with $22 a day on average in my pocket, meeting all of these black people, people of the African-American community, yep. marginalized communities, and suddenly thought, whoa, you know, this is challenging for me as a white ima- woman. I, I can imagine them as a, as a black man, black woman, black child, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people wouldn't be offering their homes. And, yep. you know, the friend I just met with in North Carolina before coming here, um, he... Uh, he and I met because he was a flight attendant at, uh, and he was stationed at Toronto Airport. Mm-hmm. And I was living at Toronto Airport. I was sleeping on one of the benches in the departure lounges and then just hanging out in the hotel lobbies during the day. Uh, he, for nine days, nine days straight, I did this because I was in between quote unquote gigs, right? I was pet sitting and house sitting or just staying at people's houses when they weren't there. So I had to wait around and, I, 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 and he gave me his hotel room twice. Oh, wow. During the nine days I was there so I could sleep in a bed, have a hot shower. This is a man that I had never met before. Mm -hmm. And this, again, is where the stereotype gets flipped on its ass. Yep. Because this is a black man. Doing this for a white woman. From North Carolina, doing doing this this for for a white woman. woman. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That makes you see and realize, like... 
it's sort of like, why do we have these preconceived exactly. ideas yep. about people based on a skin color? And this is why, like, I don't watch the news. I stay away from all the... I stay away from all that stuff, man, and just like to just explore and just talk to new people and stuff like that. You feel me? Because yeah. you, you you meet you meet new people, and you meet people in life for a reason. I met you for a reason. Absolutely. You know, everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. And 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 it's just beautiful how you, as a white woman, can say that and can see it in a different perspective than anybody else can. You know. I hope you've enjoyed this first bonus snippet of people interacting with people. My full conversation with Damien will be shared in episode four. Subscribe and stay tuned. And to see photos of my guests, follow us on Instagram at people interacting with people. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Pippa Hurst. <laughs>